Would you like to 10X your productivity and stop feeling so overworked and overwhelmed? Welcome to the Extreme Productivity Podcast with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Kevin Cruz here with another life-changing episode of Extreme Productivity. At least that's my mindset. Every time I record one of these, every article I write, every book that I write, I hope to change at least one person's life. So I hope you approach it the same way. I hope you listen to each episode and say, hey, let me listen to see if I can get one idea that just might change my life. I just got back from Key West, about a five-day vacation, super long weekend. I think it was the fifth time I've been down there. Finally figured out how to do it right. I mean, it, it's a food town, and I'm finding all the best places to eat. I'm a foodie at heart. And um, I'm always asked you know, by people wondering if like, I follow these 15 productivity principles on the weekend and on vacation and all this kind of stuff. Heck no. <laughs> I preach extreme productivity for when you're trying to be extremely productive, but I also believe in completely unplugging and relaxing when that's what you're supposed to be doing. So I spent time at um, Irish Kevin's Bar, which is a famous bar down there. Uh, one, because I'm Irish. Two, because my name's Kevin. And three, because it's a bar. <laughs> I also played with the six-toed cats at Ernest Hemingway's house. You can Google them if you don't know uh, the reference. And um, I, it's, I've been there two, three times, Ernest Hemingway's house. It's great. Just It's a great place. Great to learn about Hemingway. As a writer, I like to get inspiration and look around his house and wonder, hmm, maybe uh, being a suicidal womanizing alcoholic is the key to great writing. And it probably isn't, but um, it might be a fun experiment someday. And last but not least, a friend of mine opened a restaurant. She's got her own restaurant, which was off the hook. And I mean that literally. It is called Off the Hook. Get it? You know, seafood, Off the Hook. Uh, so if you're ever down there, it's amazing. It's uh, on Simington, not Duval, but almost right downtown. So it's easy to get to. So had a great time and I am ready and back. And I'm going to binge record a bunch of these episodes here. That's why I'm all fired up. And in the last episode, I talked about how millionaires schedule their day. And today... I'm going to talk about a new book that just came out that I just loved, and it teaches us the secrets to defeating that feeling of being overworked and overwhelmed. It's by um, a writer named Kelly Exeter. But first, as always, I want to make sure that you've gotten that one-page planning tool that millionaires use to schedule their day. It'll help us to stay in touch. Just send me a text message. Send a text to 44222 with the word ACHIEVE. Or you can always just go over to the website, productivity-podcast.com. So let's dive in. Do you ever feel like you're a hamster on a wheel, just running and running, not making any progress? Well, imagine if you could cure that feeling of being overworked and overwhelmed without sacrificing your goals and your career advancement. Just read a new book called Practical Perfection by Kelly Exeter. Now, she's a really cool Australian writer and consultant, and um, she's got it all going on. But five years ago, 
she had she literally had a breakdown, a pretty serious breakdown from trying to please everyone, you know, working too hard, not taking care of herself. And she rebounded and got back to being better than ever before with what she has now called and you know this term practical perfection framework. That's sort of her answer. And so this practical perfection framework that she's written this book called Practical Perfection, the whole goal is to get you the time and space so that you can be good for the world. You can serve those closest to you. And of course, you can be good to yourself. And I just want to focus on one chapter. I mean, this is my favorite chapter. This one chapter is well worth the price of the entire book. And the chapter is about how do we, you know, stop feeling so overwhelmed and Exeter, when doing research for her book, found that 52%, over half the people surveyed that she surveyed, said that they feel overwhelmed a lot or all of the time. So overwhelm has really become the new normal for the majority of us. Now, what causes us to feel that way? Um, Kelly says that there's three main reasons. First is FOMO, fear of missing out. Second is photo. Fear of disappointing others. And the third is being so passionate about our stuff, whatever our stuff is, that we just want to use up every available minute of the day working on it. You know, we don't we don't actually want to spend any time uh, resting or recovering. Now, I don't know about you, but I can relate to all three of these things. And, you know, just this morning, uh, I got an invitation from uh, the dean of the local college to uh, go to the opening of their entrepreneur center. Um, I was invited by a professor who's setting up like a Shark Tank style business plan competition, and they wanted me to help design it, be a judge. A friend of mine is racing in the Indy 500, invited me to watch the race. Uh, This is the 100th uh, anniversary of the Indy 500. Um, There's a very cool writer's conference coming up in Austin, Texas, and uh, really want to go to that. And of course, my work, which is my passion, I mean, I'm always, I got a long list of articles I want to write and books to write and on and on. So, you know, I don't want to miss out FOMO on all these amazing experiences. It's hard for me to say no, photo, to, to, to other people who are asking me to participate in some of this. And you know, I just want to release more and more work. That's my passion. So <laughs> I'm going to say no to all that, but it's hard. And Kelly would say that, you know, the potential for feeling overwhelmed is high, especially if I give in and, and agree to doing all these very cool things. So what's the cure when we're feeling overwhelmed? How do we fight back against FOMO and photo? Sounds like a, a quest for... Um, you know, we're a bunch of hobbits trying to, to uh, <laughs> um, cure evil. Anyway, so here's the first one. How, the first way to tackle that feeling of being overwhelmed. Don't compare highlight reels with your everyday life. And what Kelly's talking about is that we have to, you know, we're, we're looking at social media all the time. You know, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And if you're a youngin', you're now on Snapchat. You know, we need to remember that everything we see on social media is really just the highlight reel of people's lives. And I once heard somebody say that the uh, the Facebook life is the life, you know, everyone would have if we were all living on that TV series, Sex and the City. You know, it's not real. You know, people are not uh, uploading videos 
of all the boring stuff, of all the painful stuff, of all the disappointments. They're only putting their highlight reel up there. So how do we tackle overwhelm? Uh, advice number two, understand that no one has it all. So this is similar to number one. Nobody truly has it all. You know, we can't compare. We, we got to get over this comparison-itis. We can't look at the family down the street and think that's a perfect family. We can't look at that, you know, team member and think they have the perfect career. We can't look at our friend and or the online people and think they've got a perfect body and, of course, great mental health. There's nobody that's got a perfect family, perfect career, perfect body, and great mental health. Um, it reminded me, I had a, a long time ago, there was a friend uh, and... You know, she was always, uh, you know, miss positive, which is good to look at the glass uh, half full, but it can be to a fault if you're not willing to be vulnerable with your friends and family members. And I could remember, you know, asking her how everything was. She said, oh, everything's great. Everything was just great. And then I shared about relationship troubles or whatever I was going through. And then just after that, I found out that she actually uh, had a pretty serious cancer diagnosis and was going through early treatment, and she didn't even bring it up. And it wasn't just that I wasn't that close to her. Um, she wasn't telling anybody, I mean, other than her immediate family. And that's certainly her right and a very personal thing. Um, but that was the story that I thought about when we think about you know, the, the friends at work or online, especially who seem to have it all, you know, the perfect life. Nobody has a perfect life. And just because they're not talking about their struggle doesn't mean that they don't have a bad day or an inner struggle as well. Let's see, how do we tackle overwhelm? Secret number three, understand that other people's goals are not your goals. Um, it's natural to be influenced by our peers and, you know, we just have to remember that as much as we love our friends, our family members, we care, you know, about their opinions and stuff to a certain degree, we can't let it get under our skin in a negative way. You know, just because your sister has a PhD doesn't mean you need to stay in school pursuing higher education. Just because your brother, you know, became a venture capitalist and is worth a bazillion dollars doesn't need you need to pursue a career in business or measure your own self-worth by the number of dollars that you have. Your values, what you truly want from life, are your values. And it's okay that they could be completely different than those around you. I mean, that's what makes you, you. Secret number four to tackling overwhelm. Understand that your priorities may not really be priorities at all. So sometimes we think that, you know, we have something as a priority in reality, it's just something that might be nice to have, but really isn't that important. And obviously, you know, I'm a writer, and so I get approached by friends and strangers who tell me with, uh, you know, envy in their voice that I'm so lucky and it must be great to be an author and have the author lifestyle. And they have a book inside of them and they're going to write a book and they would love to be an author someday. And they make it sound like, this is a pretty high priority for them to write their book. But, you know, if I were to ask them, none of them have read a book on how to be a writer, how to write. <laughs> I think I've read 50. Um, they don't belong to any writing groups on Facebook where other writers, you know, share tips and commiserate. Um, they don't even write or write a journal. I mean, so all these people who say, oh, yeah, I'm so disappointed. I've never, 
you know, found the time. That's a stupid phrase, right? Found the time to write that book. You must be so lucky. You must be so fortunate. You must be so happy being an author. Yeah, I am. But maybe it's just not really a priority uh, for them. You know, I do it too. I I think that uh, being in great shape is a priority for me. And on many days, I'll feel badly about myself that, you know, I don't look like some male model. (laughs) But most days I need to remember that, geez, if that was truly a priority, I would probably go to the gym someday. (laughs) And if I don't go to the gym and don't really pay too much attention to what I'm eating, you know, maybe looking like a male model just isn't much much of a priority. You know, it's a nice to have, but I just got to stop beating myself up over it. Uh, Secret to overcoming overwhelm number five. This is a big one. Get comfortable with disappointing others. And it's a hard one, right? From the time we're, you know, little kids, we're raised and told that it's good to help others. It's good to be polite. We want to be accommodating. We don't want to have disagreements. You know, we're supposed to play nice uh, in the sandbox. No fighting, no arguing. So it's no wonder that as adults, so many of us struggle with saying no. N-O. And, you know, that's that's one of the chapters in my book as well. One of the 15 secrets is, you know, a default to no. You know, you need to become comfortable with protecting your time, with establishing your boundaries. Um, listen, if if your friends are truly friends, if your colleagues at work are truly professional, uh, if your family members truly love you, and I know they do, they're not going to expect you to be able to say yes all of the time. They're going to be understanding, uh, and especially if you say, hey, I'd really like to, to help. It just, not this time. I can't this time. They, they, if they truly care about you, if they're truly professional, they're not going to hold it against you. Finally, secret number six on how to tackle feeling overworked and overwhelmed. Learn six simple words. This is the most specific advice in Kelly Exeter's entire book. She says, we need to memorize six simple words. Here they are. Let me get back to you. So this goes along with secret number five. You know, by default, we're programmed to say yes to everything and everyone. Every opportunity, we're supposed to jump on it. Everyone who needs help, we're supposed to help them. We need to reprogram ourselves to say no, but until we can do that, because it is hard, at least reprogram yourself so that instead of saying yes, you say those six words, let me get back to you. Now, you could say that and then get back to them in five minutes with a yes. That's fine. Or you could take a day or a week. You know, that's the beauty of it. You're not locking yourself into a specific time frame. It gives you a little bit of space, a little bit of time to think it through. Do you really want to say yes or not? And hey, you know, if it's a little hard to say no to someone's face, It's a little easier to say no via email or a voicemail. So that's another benefit from all of it. Now, Kelly Exeter, you know, her book is called Practical Perfection. And the reason why it's called that is she has this visual model. Imagine a uh, a Venn diagram. So three circles that overlap, right? There's like a bullseye in the middle. So each circle, she says, represents, you know, one circle's for passion, another's priorities, and another is productivity, The zone in the middle where all of these three things overlap, that's the practical perfection zone. When we're working with our passion, our priorities, and our productivity. If any one of those three things are missing, we're going to feel it. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to notice it in our bodies emotionally. So when we're feeling overwhelmed, 
It's usually when we are being productive. We're working it hard. We are passionate. We like helping people. We like working on our work. But what's missing is the third circle, priorities. Overwhelmed is passion plus productivity minus priorities. So to get all the other awesome chapters, you know, go on to Amazon, uh, just search on Practical Perfection. You'll see the book by Kelly Exeter, and I encourage you to uh, check it out. So how are we going to apply what we just reviewed from Kelly's book today? Um, first of all, listen, should you be maybe spending less time on Facebook so you don't have that comparison-itis looking at the highlight reel of everyone else's life? You know, hey, maybe you need to unfriend or unfollow at least some people who, you know, like to show us their sex-in-the-city lifestyle. Or at least move that Facebook icon to the last page on your phone, the last tile on your phone, not the first. So you don't just, by default, you know, hey, I got five seconds to kill. Let me feel bad about myself by looking at what Joanne's doing today. You know, we don't need to be doing that. And then, hey, you know, driving home from work or uh, going for a, a quick coffee break, think about your goals and priorities and other people's goals and priorities. You know, are yours really yours or are your goals and priorities being influenced by what your parents think or by what your, you know, big brother thinks or because your boss wants you to do a certain thing that you really don't think is your future career path. Just get really clear on what your values are, what your priorities are, you know, what is really important to you. Third and last thing, I got a challenge for you. What are those six words? Let me get back to you. Practice it. I want you to use those six words, even if you know it's a yes. You know, I don't care. Hubby says, hey, you want to go catch a movie on Friday? Let me get back to you. He's going to be like, what? What do you mean let me get back to you? That's okay. <laughs> Boss says, uh, hey, here's a, here's, I need five copies of this report, you know, done by three. Let me get back to you. What do you mean let me get back to you? I don't care if it's an easy yes. Get people used to hearing those six words. 60 seconds later, you can still say, yeah, that's not going to be a problem. Or yeah, that's a great idea. You need to practice saying, let me get back to you. All right, so hopefully you enjoyed this latest episode. And as always, I want to make sure that we stay connected via email. Uh, all you need to do is text the word ACHIEVE to 44222 or visit productivity-podcast.com and uh, you'll sign up for my, my weekly tip list and you're immediately going to download the one-page planning tool that millionaires and other ultra productive people use to plan their day. It's part of the quick start action plan you're going to get. And hey, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher if you're uh, a Droid user like me so you don't miss the next episode, which is all about how the 80 20 rule, the Pareto principle, can totally change your life. If you like this episode, hey, send the link to some friends, send them to productivity dash podcast.com time is life you want to help them out don't you so until next week remember master your minutes to master your life hey if you like this podcast you're going to love the lead x academy at leadx.org if you didn't know, LeadX is actually my company, and we have dozens of video-based courses that are designed to help you to achieve your full potential. 
And I personally teach you courses via video like how to cure procrastination, how to stop time thieves, how to cut your email inbox traffic in half, how to get to inbox zero with the 4D habit, how to minimize your meeting time and how to maximize your focus and energy and so much more. And every month we're adding new courses, new webinars and new resources. You could check it all out, no cost. There's a free trial at leadx.org. Until next week, remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. Master your minutes to master your life.